Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Let's join our hosts, Phil Dark and Dr. Karen Hutchison. Well, welcome to the Think Orphan podcast. I am so excited. We've had a bit of a layoff here, but we are back. And it is a new year, a new season. And you know what? We have a somewhat new co-host this season. Karen has had... uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on right now. She has some some uh, knee, uh, she, you know, issues. She actually blew out her ACL and MCL and meniscus. So she did a doozy on her knee, and she's got a bunch of work. She's joining a board. She's got a lot going on right now. So we are, we have the pleasure, and 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 I do say that with full heart, to have Rick Morton joining us for this season. And, uh, you know, Rick, let's just, you know, let's just say how it is. We have so much fun doing this that we want to keep doing it and share that joy with others. Is that right? Absolutely, man. I am so excited to be joining you. Uh, I hope other folks are excited about us getting together and uh, doing this for the season. But uh, but I know that I'm really thrilled about the opportunity. And uh, so to be able to sit down with one of my great friends and talk about something that we're passionate about and, uh, you know, have a little fun along the way. So I uh, can't wait. So this episode is just kind of a let's get back into it. We don't want to come back into it too, you know, with full throttle. So we are going to just come back in with a little review show of last season and really 2018 um, as a year for you and I, or you and me, I guess it would be for you grammar people out there. And thank you very much. Yes. The grammar, the grammar conscious among us really thank you. Yes. For that. And uh, I do catch myself often making that mistake. So and I catch my kids and tell them too, which is fantastic for all of us parents out there. We know how that feels when we can correct our children on grammar. So, uh, but for the two of us, just how we, you know, how is our, our 2018? And then we're just going to give a little, at the towards the end of the show, a little preview into this next season. And uh, it is going to be a great season. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be a ton of information and content that we know uh, full well comes with these interviews that, that I get to do. Rick's going to be doing some of them. We have uh, some layover of Karen uh, doing, a, doing an interview with, uh, with a woman from, from Ethiopia, Marissa Stam. And uh, so it's going, to be, it's going to be a great, great upcoming season. But before we get to that, Rick, how was your 2018? Man, 2018 has been, uh, it's been a blast. We, uh, you know, have, uh, have been walk, walking through a lot of changes as a family. Uh, as you know, we became grandparents right at the end of 2017. And so we've really been kind of living into the glory of spoiling a grandchild and, uh, learning, you know, one, learning what it's like to, uh, to not have to parent a child that you love deeply. So that's, uh, that's pretty fun to get to be the fun grandparent, right? Right. So we're at, we're having fun with that. Uh, ministry's been incredible this year. We're really thankful for the opportunities that the Lord's given us. Um, the uh, spent a lot, lot of time this year working in family reunification ministry, particularly here in the U.S. and foster care, and have just seen God do some amazing things uh, through that, and and have learned a lot along the way. And uh, so, looking forward to uh, to 2019 and and all the the all that that holds. Yeah, it's been, uh, for those of you out there who have met Rick, believe it or not, he is old enough to be a grandpa. And now he looks no older than like 48. 
but he is, you know, <laughs> he is old enough. It's it, it never ceases to amaze me either. But uh, but but it's true. He is he is a grandpa. And so you can call him grandpa next time you see him. He loves it. Absolutely. So, so it's fantastic. Man, I, listen, I, I signed up for my AARP yeah. card. I like I'm totally I'm totally owning it. My pants are, are like riding a little higher waistbands kind of coming up, nice. um, starting to wear black socks with shorts. It's uh, it, it's really a gift to get to this age. That is fantastic. And you are getting a little bit more crotchety in your old age, too. And that, that's saying something. So, well, I was going to say you didn't really believe that was possible. Yeah, but I know. Truly, it is. So, but that's good. That's good that uh, we can we can enjoy the aging process together. So, I'm not quite there. I'm getting there. I, I'm not rushing to the to the grandparent age because 2018 was kind of a crazy year for me. My oldest is getting ready to go to college, and so 2019 is going to be interesting with that to send off our first of five out to the world a little bit. Um, and that's that's been fun. It's been fun. Um, to continue to, to raise all five of the, the, the other ones. Um, and so it's, it's always, it's always an adventure to, to parent. It's always also an adventure to, to do this, uh, work that we get to do. And it's been a fantastic year with that, with that, uh, La Providencia has been growing and continuing to do some amazing work in Honduras. We're training other organizations around the world on organizational health. We'll talk a little bit about that, um, in this, in this upcoming season as well. Um, and we talked a little bit about it uh, in the last season. So it's been really neat to, to be able to train and help equip um, some of the organizations that we get to talk to on the show and to really live out this collaboration that we, that we talk about so much and to see how we can, we can work together. I mean, you and I doing this show is great collaboration. And, and, you know, and that's, I just love it. I absolutely love being able to work together um, 2018, as we'll talk a little bit about, um, also saw, you know, me being able to interview Ryan North and, uh, Mike Barry, uh, who both have awesome podcasts. You have, you know, the defender podcast with lifeline. And so to be able to, to say, you know, this isn't ours, this isn't something that we have and it's our possession. It's, you know, this is God's kingdom work that we get to do together. And I absolutely have loved how 2018, has brought so much of that to fruition and is just a sign of things to come as far as, as far as I see it. Man, no doubt. And, and I think, um, you know, one of the things I continue to love about, uh, this podcast and and what the Lord's allowed you to do here is, uh, really the emphasis on community and collaboration. And, uh, and so just, it's an incredible privilege to be able to join into this for a season and to be able to be part of, this conversation and and the the people that uh, sort of wander through over the course of the year and all that God is using them to do in this area of caring for vulnerable children and so I, I'm excited uh, excited about uh, spending time with you my friend and about the the people that uh, that God already has appointed for us to talk to uh, over the course of this season and just can't wait for the surprises that are around the corner. So you know we have some surprises that are around the corner. But we also have some things that we know came up that were awesome in 2018 with the, with the different guests we were able to have on this show. And, you know, we're not going to focus on the entire year. Um, we're going to just focus on the last season. And uh, that started with Carrie Armbruster. And, you know, these were actually the episodes that you got to do with me as the co-host. When, you know, there you go. You know, it was over the summer. Again, Karen had uh, a bit other busy season. And so, you know, what, what just, what was, the, was that like to just kind of come into something already going on 
and just be able to listen to some of these amazing episodes before everyone else got to, and then we get to talk about it. Just, you know, for those out there. Man, it was incredible fun, uh, you know, uh, because a lot of these uh, people are people that uh, that I really don't know. You know, they're people that I know names and know about them and know about their work. But uh, but it was great to be able to, you know, to get a little more insight about them and, and to learn a little more deeply about their work. Um it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's an incredible thing to be able to have a perch, um, to, to be able to see all of the things that God is doing through, uh, you know, through various people around the world and the incredible creativity and the incredible, um, you know, just incredible ministry that's going on. I, I think the other part of it for me was to be honest with you, it was a little nerve wracking, um, just realizing that there's a, there's an incredible stewardship over what you guys have built and, and the fact that, uh, that this really is an important place for people who are concerned about um, about ministering to orphan and vulnerable children and about carrying the gospel to the ends of the earth. Um, that there are literally ears all over the world uh, that are attuned to this conversation, and so there was a sense of of stepping into the um, you know the shoes that uh, that have been filled by others was. Uh, you know, definitely a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit intimidating. And, uh, and so, uh, I hope those went well and we're looking forward to, uh, you know, just to, to kind of develop and, and grow from that. Yeah. And you know what, what I, what I really look forward to as part of 2019 is for the transition for you, Rick, to start saying we, when we're talking about <laughs> podcasts. So that's something that I, very much look forward to it's something I you know it's funny because you know we have the in pursuit of orphan excellence that I had a bunch of co-authors on and for them to say this yeah your book and I look at them and right. say no this is our book I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about without anybody on this it's not the same and that that's part of the beauty of collaboration once once you're part of the team you're part of the team and it's a we well, you know even if so Matt so so I want to I want to ask you um as since, so I'm going to take a little ownership of the podcast right now, right? Go for it. That's, I, what, that's I, what's I wanna, about. I really want to ask you, as you look back at 2018 and some of the great people that you got to interview and, and some of the folks that, that you got to rub shoulders with, what are, what are some remarkable moments that kind of step stand out to you? You know, some of the things are just, as, as, as I was reflecting, it's, it's the stories, you know, that there is no one story. Right. And all the stories are amazing for somebody to say, I don't have a great testimony. Or, I don't have a great story. Or, I don't have the. I look at him. I go, what are you talking about? Like literally every person has a unique, incredible, just God's story, whether they believe in God or not. God is working. God is doing amazing things through you, in you. And as I hear stories from me, I think of like J.T. Olson for him to just tell his story of when his dad died and his brother came home and just said, our dad died. And the rawness and the real, just for him to be able to tell that and you to be able to feel that with him on this. For Adrian Collins to talk about when she gets pregnant in college and feels so alone. And her book talks about the waves crashing on the rocks and she felt like that rock just getting crushed over and over and to see what God's done through her story. Folks, if you haven't listened to those that podcast, go back and listen to those episodes. Phenomenal. Story is incredible. The other thing is just the, the 
episodes that we do to touch on just really hard issues that are real issues that we're facing in our culture. Abortion. To tackle that. To not just say it's an issue. Let's talk about it. Let's dance around it. Let's, you know, use it, you know, approach it with kid gloves. No, we come in and say, all right, let's have two people that are pretty much on the opposite sides of this conversation. Getting a conversation together to say, how can we work together? And then finish the conversation with how can we work together? That's pretty cool. And that's the real stuff that, that I, you know, love being able to do. When people ask, why do you do a podcast? That's why I would do a podcast. Because there's so many stories out there. And to have people that you've never heard of, that I've never heard of before someone introduces me to them. And then some of my best friends in the world. It's both sides. That's of awesome. It. So... Man, that's fantastic. I I think, you know, I continue to be impressed with the people that we have an opportunity to, um, you know, to interact with through this medium and and the way that God has built upon those incredible stories. Um, The 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 work that has come out of the perspective that has come out of the the opportunity, you know, somebody like JT, who who out of that story and out of what God has done in did in his life personally about how that's turned into ministry that has impacted so many. Um, and, you know, and, and just a, a guy who's made an incredible um, kingdom impact. And, and the fact that I have an old missionary friend who, who reminds me often, we still talk a lot, um, even in his retirement, and he reminds me often that, you know, God wastes nothing. That uh, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the difficult. It doesn't matter the hard. It doesn't matter the the you know the challenging that comes into our lives. That God is God is going to redeem that, and He's going to use that for His purposes. And I think um, the, the this past season of the Think Orphan podcast is a is a great uh, reminder to us of that um, that God has has taken all of these different people who are really you know part of the part of the gift of of being able to do this. And, and and to walk in this community is to realize that that all these people are are pretty normal people, right? That, that God has done really extraordinary things with. And I think I I think I said during one of the interviews earlier, one of the one of the setups during the earlier part of this season um, is that you know none of none of us none of these people that are that are talking about. Um, you know, all these, these great things in ministry, none of them change clothes in a phone booth, right? Um, right. For the millennials out there, that means nobody's Superman, right? Because I know Superman, but, um, you know, which totally blows my mind and why they messed up Superman. So that's a, maybe that's another show for us to do yeah. at some point. But, um, you know, but, but seriously that, that, you know, that I think many times we have the perspective of, um, how, how can God use me? How can God use my story? Um, it, it, there's no way that God can use me in the way that he uses other people. And, and the truth is we, we are just a, a collection of inherently, um, sinful, broken, and very normal people that, um, that God has given a story and, and has allowed to use. And to the extent that those things become extraordinary, that's incredible testimony, um, to God and his power and, and really kind of a little reflection upon us. And I, I love the way we've seen that kind of played out over and over and over, over the course of this season. Yeah, absolutely. And, and folks, uh, I think the transition has already happened. I've heard we many times that at response. So this is <laughs> exciting time. Mark this date down. So, uh, 
yeah, you know, I look at that and I go, people out there, as you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, you know, either, yeah, I totally get that. And that's my story. It's the same. Or, you know what, I, I still think that there's something, you know, whatever person you're, you look up to or you think, oh, they're, they're not accessible if you're wanting to learn stuff from people. You know, it's funny. I was on Facebook and, you know, Barnabas Piper uh, does a picture of his dad, right? And he's sleeping on the recliner, <laughs> you know, book on his thing after Christmas meal. It's like, that's all. We're all the same, right? We're all people. People are people. I, that's what I tell my kids all the time. Like, the President of the United States loses the remote in the couch. You know? And, and that that's the reality. Like, that's what happens. We're, we all have lives that they, we do different things. We're called to different things. But, you know, I love what I love about this podcast, I think more than any that I've heard or listened to, um, is the people, the, the posture of humility that I hear over and over and over again. You know, I, I I think of like Kim to play court and just her story of just sitting in Ukraine for a year, like day after day, waiting, waiting, waiting. You know, that's just like her to not think I'm better than this. I need, you know, back, you know, beating down. Door. You know, she wanted to. But it's like, you know, that that's the type of stuff, you know, the Sarah Beth Fentress talking about short term missions. Tough conversation. And she has very strong feelings. But to say, you know what, I don't have the answers. I don't have all the answers. We're working through it. We're learning. And we want to talk about it. You know, these are the conversations that we get to have. And I, and I, and I love that this season was able to introduce uh, Peter Greer's book, Rooting for Rivals. Mm -hmm. um, such a powerful book. And I love, as I said on the show with him, as I said when I recommended it, a couple episodes before the, the episode that I did with him. Um, I love that he wrote it because he's the real deal and he mm -hmm. does collaborate and he is a team player and he is a teammate. If there's one person that when something good happens and people hear about it, he's one of the first people to email or text me and say, Hey, congratulations. I'm cheering for you. And, uh, or woohoo, I think was one of my texts from him. So like, it's just, you know, that's the type of stuff that, you know, when you know the person and they write a book like that, it means more because it's not just somebody writing a book because they're trying to make some money. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's and, and I think I feel I think that's part of the power of an, the opportunity of a podcast like this is is the opportunity to bring close those people and to make them more than a nameless, faceless person who who wrote a book to hear their real stories, to really get to know them a little bit and to interact. And, you know, one of the, one of the questions I actually have maybe for our audience as well is, 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 um, we have a, we have a, a broad audience of people that listen to this podcast and, and who, who are the people that they know that they're in conversation with that they would love for us to share here? Who are the, who are the thought leaders out there or, or the, you know, the great collaborators. Um, and, and so would love to encourage, um, that level of interactivity as well to, um, you know, email us, um, call us, text us, get a hold of us and let us know because, uh, because as you've been inspired by those stories, um, you also, many of you have, 
um, those kind of people that are in your lives. And, uh, and, and we, we want to grow and we want to meet them as well. And so, uh, I think, you know, help us continue that, that conversation because there are, there are more Peter Greer's out there. There are more people, uh, and many of, many of them that are kind of toiling away, um, you know, in, in their own place with very little notoriety. Um, and, and what a, what a great opportunity to be able to share and to, to sort of, um, you know, catalyze that kind of cross pollination through, through a medium like this. And so, um, yeah, jump in and let us know. Absolutely. And yeah, you can do that info at thinkorphan.com. You can do it on Facebook. Um, all those have been used. I mean, and I could, I just look back at the last 30 or so episodes and probably five or six of them were people that I didn't even, I'd never even heard of before the right. podcast, let alone know them. Um, I look at Brandon Stiver who, you know, emailed me early on in the podcast and then I get to interview him about his life in, in ten, Tanzania, Tanzania, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's now back in, in Southern California where he's from uh, originally, but he's done some amazing work. And to, to listen to his story and how he got called to do that and how God's called him back. But that, you know, who knows what's going to happen? He's written a book in Swahili. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, yeah. And it's awesome. And uh, to, to, to think about Beth Woods, again, I got an email. Um, from, from a friend and she said, Hey, you gotta, you gotta meet this Beth Woods. And that's how Adrian Collins got in it as well. Same woman sent me this, this email about them. And so to hear these, to hear, you know, us say that don't hear, Oh yeah, well, you're not really going to put these people on if you don't know them. No, we do because that's what this show's about. It's about these, right. these stories that are, that are out there that we need to hear. We, me and Rick, uh, we, you guys out there, you know, everybody. We all need to hear these. So, yeah, definitely let us know. Engage the conversation. When we say engage the conversation, we really mean it because there's people who we've been able to, like I said, talk about the training and the, and the equipping stuff. We've, we've been able to connect with people, and some of these people are not just people who are coming in and saying, we're going to train you. These are people that are going to become coaches to be able to train others, that we're going to be able to work with each other to help train each other on how we can train others better. So I think of Jafat Shafamba is another one. I think it's episode 98 or so. And, you know, he's, he's become a great friend of mine. And it was his wife's birthday the other day. I was able to wish her a happy birthday in Zimbabwe, you know, over Facebook, because of technology, which is awesome. And those are the cool things about this, that we can become friends, but only when we engage. Only when we have conversations beyond just, you know, listening. And, and if that's all you do is listen and, and, and just take what you're learning and, and apply it, that's fantastic, too. I'm not saying don't do that. But it's so much richer and better when we become friends, when we actually can, you know, that's how Rick and I, I mean, we met at a conference, and now, you know, he's one of my best friends. And it's fantastic to be able to do this. So folks out there, take what Rick said and, and know that we, we really mean it. That, that's how we can make this show better, is for you to engage it and tell us who we need to be interviewing and then help connect us with them. For sure. Hey, Phil, one uh, one of the things that friends do is uh, is like we hang out and talk about things other than business. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so, man, part of, you know, part of 2018 is is you're sort of my guru for media. Um, you know, what what are the what are the books out there? What are the movies that are out there that I you know, that I need to be uh, paying attention to and consuming and and those sorts of things. And so no no retrospective of the Think Orphan podcast would be complete uh, without a little bit of buddy conversation about um, 
uh, books and movies. And so I, I'm curious, man, what did you read this year that um, that's had a had a profound impact on you? Well, you know, I am gonna I'm gonna give my top ten, uh, but it's I can never just have ten, of course, because because that would be unlike me. I got to be a little unorthodox. Um, before I do that, though, I'd be remiss to not say because I, I do want to I do want to do this, and I will. But the episodes that we just had in this last season with Jason Johnson and Steve Gillis, if you have an orphan care ministry, you absolutely have to go back and listen to those if you haven't. If you've listened already, you need to do it again. Those two guys are the gurus of that. They are amazing. As you said, you know, I don't know if I'm a guru of books and stuff. I do read a lot. Um, <laughs> but those guys really are, and they both have, uh, you know, amazing materials. Jason has, I think all he does is write because he's got a million books. Um, I think he's got like three or four, but it seems like a million. And because they're they're so valuable. But anyway, so those are some recommendations that are just, those are even bonus on top of the bonus two that I'm going to give you today because I think it's 12 but it's my top 10 list so I have some ties in there I don't I don't know but these are in no order of like the best one that's just way too hard to do they're totally different books but here's I read about a little over 60 books this last year and um these are it's really hard because I, I kind of pick my books very carefully because one of the best my favorite books is spiritual leadership by Oswald Sanders and he said in that book choose your books like you choose your friends and I really like that because, you know, there's so much to read out there and so much of it's junk. So typically one of my rules is, you know, if more than two people recommend a book and they know me well, I'll read it. Um, or if someone that knows me really, really well sends me a book, I'll read it. But, uh, you know, beyond that, there's some other ones that I, that I pick up here and there. But so one, the first one is Make Your Bed, Little Things That Can Change Your Life and Maybe the World by Admiral William H. McRaven. That was uh, based on a, not based, it was from a graduation speech that he gave. It's on YouTube. You can watch the YouTube video, but the book expands on that a little bit. It's fantastic. Uh, wait, what? It's a question many of us hear from our kids, from each other. Uh, wait, what? And it's, it's got a lot of different things, uh, different tones to it that actually mean different things. And Life's Other Essential Questions by James Ryan. Fantastic book. Anatomy of the Soul by Kurt Thompson. One of the, the uh, best books I've ever read. And the interview that I was able to do with him, episode 100, we have it as 100 for a reason. The guy is phenomenal. Uh, Anatomy of the Soul. If you haven't read it, pick it up. Rooting for Rivals, I already talked mm. about that. Peter Greer, Chris Horse, and I always forget the third author. And forgive me, she's an amazing woman. I'm absolutely sure of that, but I forget her name. Um, Engine of Impact, Essentials of Strategic Leadership in the Nonprofit Sector. William uh, Meehan and Kim Starkey-Jonker. Uh, Stanford Business School professors, uh, amazing uh, book. It, if you're in nonprofit work, essential. It basically takes good to great in the social sectors and expands it out for us to just learn from in amazing ways. Uh, a book that made me think uh, a lot um, about uh, something that I just, I don't live and I don't know it well because I don't live it every day. It's Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Propaganda recommended that book in his interview with me, and I, I uh, took the recommendation to heart, read it, and learned a lot in that book. Um, it's just his memoir, his basically a letter to his son, uh, teenage son. Fantastic book. The Hard Things About Hard Things, Building a Business When There Are No Easy Answers by Ben Horowitz. Again, something that I learned a lot from as leading you know, a small nonprofit. Um, it, it, there's a lot of analogies. It's about the tech industry, but it's very, very applicable to the work we're doing here. 
Insider Outsider by Brian Loritz. It's about uh, his experience in the as a black man, um, multi-ethnic churches, um, and just a, again a very great book to to learn. Um, you know, as I as I've talked about, if you listen to this this uh, this podcast at all, you know that one of the things I'm working on and I need to work on more is empathy. And the best way to do that, if that's something you need to work on, and and all of us do in some way is to really listen and learn from people you know that you're different from, from people that you know that you'll disagree with, um, from people you know that uh, you don't know a lot about it. And, you know, Kurt Thompson, speaking of Kurt, said, the most innovative things come from work that we do with people we're most unlike. And I firmly believe that. And he, you know, he, he talks about the brain science behind that, which is, which is fantastic. That's in the episode. But anyway, and then the last four, Quiet by Susan Cain. Again, I'm not an introvert. I know that might shock some of you out there. I am very much an extrovert. This book is about introverts and the power of introverts. And it's, again, something that I need to learn about because I am absolutely not. I think I'm 93% on Myers-Briggs extrovert. So this was very, but my son is a, is a super high introvert. So in order to understand him, I need to learn. So that's one. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Uh, it's about never, you know, don't, don't compromise. There's usually a win-win solution, and how can we find that? Great book. Extreme Ownership, another leadership book by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin from the world of the military, but a book that just talks about we need to own it. We need to own it. Talking about Rick, talked about that this morning, this morning, earlier this interview, about he's owning owning his place on the center. And that's part of leadership is you own it. You got to take extreme ownership. And then the last one is a little book, but just powerful. It's actually from some of his other stuff. But Peter Drucker, those of you who have done any, you know, any reading in the leadership space, uh, Peter Drucker is pretty much source material for most of it. Um, and he has a book called Managing Oneself. We talk a lot about self-care on this show. And this little nugget, it's probably like 50 pages or 60 pages and it's just packed with power. So anyway, those are my, uh, those are my books. And, you know, I've got a few movies too, but, uh, you know, um, and that's basically Jumanji, Back to the Jungle. I love that movie. <laughs> I just love that movie. And I, I, I never expected it to teach me lessons on collaboration, but it did. Um, and so I'll let you watch it. It's, it's, man, I laughed the whole thing, but it also talks about how we need each other to really accomplish things in this world. The Queen of Kotwe, fantastic movie about, uh, ministry in Uganda, um, through sports, family strengthening, developing gifts, talents, children around the world who would think a little girl from Uganda would be a chess champion. Um, well, this one guy did and it's amazing what happened. Uh, Avengers, Infinity War. Again, a collaboration story. Uh, Mike Berry, in his interview, recommended it. I watched it, and I saw why he recommended it. So, um, and then Silence, uh, just a powerful, totally, again, these are totally different movies. Uh, Ready Player One, surprising, made my list. I was not expecting that when I watched it, but it was just a blast. Did you see that, Rick? I, actually, I haven't. It was fun. I, I had no interest to see the movie and then my mom rented it when we were down at her house and it was basically like a 80s fun um which i didn't really know what i was getting into and then the last one is uh christopher robin uh just a great 
just a great story. And I, I love Winnie the Pooh and just the different characters that are so, um, the, the, the development of those characters and the different personalities in, in those characters um, that uh, A. Mellon, long time ago, created, uh, really came to life in that uh in that movie. So that's, that's it, you know, and you know, I don't know if you have a couple to, to add or any of those that you've read or watched that you can vouch for or, or just blast. Cause you think that I'm, you know, very shallow or something for liking them. Um, whatever. What, what do you got? No, there? man. I, well, no, I would, I would definitely say, I mean, uh, infinity war was, was a huge hit around, uh, around our house. And, uh, uh, you know, is is obviously we've kind of become Marvel geeks, and so we spend a lot of time going back and watching, you know, watching the old movies, and it's it's fun to go back and sort of pick up the breadcrumbs now that now that we're beginning to see the you know more of the Marvel Cinematic Universe come come forward of all the little threads that have been in development for years, and uh, you know, like if you're talking about a life lesson, I think there's a there's a great point. Um, you know, you see all of these little pieces of the story along the way that uh, that that become relevant somewhere down the line. But you had no idea in the moment that they were, you know, they were really important. And that's been a that's been a pretty good teaching moment with our kids to um, to point those things out and say, like, how much more does God do that? in in the way that he shapes our lives, that there are insignificant things that we don't even pay attention to and things that we perceive to be insignificant moments that turn out to be um, things that God uses and things that become major shaping points for us. And so, you know, that's a, um, that, that's been, that's been fun. Um, we just, uh, just over the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks here saw Aquaman, mm. uh, dude, like, um, I think DC is actually, uh, they're coming around. Like we may actually, begin to get some uh, some good superhero movies uh you know and, and we can debate that send all your your comments about my comment to phil um <laughs> but uh you know but but seriously i mean it's been it's been a little disappointing for somebody who grew up reading dc comics and and so into superman and batman and wonder woman and all those characters to see um that they've really kind of struggled to bring those stories forward and and have struggled in try in, in like making them um, fit the, you know, fit the 21st century and maybe have gone too far in trying to reshape those characters. And so it was fun to see a movie that kind of went back to the roots and, and really had a bit of the enjoyment and didn't take itself too seriously. And, and so that was, that was pretty cool as well. Um, you know, as far as, as far as things, um, you know, reading this year, um, a book that I, that I just have picked up, um, in the last, uh, couple of weeks while we've kind of had a little bit of a break here over the holidays is, um, a little bit heavy, um, but a small book, uh, and it's the title of it is God Anti-Gay, uh, by a guy named Sam Alberry. And uh, I've had a chance to get to know Sam over the course of, uh, the last several months and have, uh, been at a couple of conferences and places where he's been and, just have been impressed by him and his uh, his personal story, um, which I won't spoil all that for you. But uh, he definitely has uh, an incredible incredible perspective. Um, but Sam is also a a biblically faithful apologist um, and has um, has kind of filtered his life and his experience and even even the things that his emotions tell him through. Um, the the word of God and through that you know that stance as an apologist and so it's been an incredibly helpful book to me um, to to just consider how do we how do we minister to 
um, to folks that are struggling with same sex attraction and, um, and, and realizing, you know, that in, in the world of orphan care, particularly in the lane of, uh, adoption and foster care, that those are conversations that continue to need to be had among us and to be elevated. And I found, uh, you know, Sam's book to be incredibly helpful to me. So I would definitely recommend it to you. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I'm going to, I'm going to pick that up. Uh, it's definitely another area that, that is, you know, one of those that are very difficult areas to, to navigate. And, uh, so, um, I'd also be remiss on, you know, as you said with, with the books is it wouldn't be a complete episode of review of the year if we didn't talk about a little bit about sports. And so I'm going to segue by saying that if you are at all into sports, and even if you're not and you're into leadership, the All or Nothing series on on uh, Amazon Prime are phenomenal. They're Amazon Prime originals. Uh, they go basically all access into these different sports teams. They're The first one I watched, it's not going to surprise anyone, is the one on Manchester City. As a United fan, it was really hard for me to watch because I actually, you know, found myself, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this in public, but, like, I really like their manager, Pep Guardiola. He's a phenomenal leader, and uh, it was just a great, great show. They watched the one on Michigan Wolverines, the All Blacks in New Zealand. It's a rugby team. And it doesn't matter what the sport, because you can just get into the, the leadership parts of that, which is phenomenal. But the other thing that this year ended again and it has the last couple years. I don't know how you can tell me exactly how many with a certain uh, football team, college team as the number one team. And they're going up against Clemson again in a couple days. So that tells you when we're going to actually about a week from now um, let you know when we're recording this. But Alabama <laughs> and the other thing that I'm excited about, I know Rick doesn't care at all, but uh, he's I'm, I'm working on him. Uh Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took over Manchester United a few few weeks ago to replace Jose Mourinho. I'm very excited because he comes back from the from the youth program of Manchester United. He's one of the greats of Manchester United, and they finished the year with three wins. So, Rick, with that, you know, as you are learning, as you said and you admitted, I, I was a little surprised that you actually followed the Atlanta United this year. Uh, a little bit, anyway. At least you knew they won it, which was which was something. Dude, uh, I watched I watched like every game. Well, good. I, like every like every match. They Matt, were good. You changed it to match. You know, I didn't even need so, to correct you. Like, That's fantastic. So I, you're there. You no, know, I was there. I mean, you know, like really enjoyed um, watching Joseph Martinez and you know the scoring machine that he is, and uh, you know hoping that uh, that uh, that the loss of Tata doesn't mean that Atlanta's one and done. So uh, we're, you know, like I, I really did pay attention. I learned a little yeah. bit. It was kind of fun. Um, but, you know, I mean, don't don't get your hopes up. That's uh, <laughs> that's not. kind of as, that's kind of as far as it goes there. There are basically two seasons here. Um, there's football season in Alabama and then there's um, paying attention to all the stuff that happens before football season mm-hmm. in Alabama. Right. Uh, and so we're uh, we've got one game left. 
and and we're you know like have the number one recruiting class in the nation and are looking uh you know we're looking like it's just kind of business as usual around here um and and i'll tell you you know you're gonna you're gonna laugh when i say this and and you're gonna think there's insincerity in this there's really not i would recommend if you if you haven't seen um the alabama documentary that espn did called um rolling with the tide um go look at it um, one of the things I've become, come to appreciate over the years of, of not only being an Alabama fan, but being in close proximity here to the university and and to, uh, you know, to all that's going on there is uh, the incredible leadership of Nick Saban. And I know people have a ton to say about him and people, you know, like you, you really either like him or you don't. And I would just encourage folks that are interested in leadership to take a step back back and and really look at the process. Um, I had the privilege a few years ago to hear Coach Saban talk in a smaller setting about the process and about what they do to prepare young men, um, not only to play football, but to prepare them for life at the University of Alabama. And I walked away with the feeling and and thinking to myself, I would trust both of my sons to him hmm. uh, to help them become uh, adult men. Uh, just a, a great perspective, you know, a great perspective on, on how to, how to approach life about how to not only work hard, but to work smart toward goals. Um, great perspective about, about doing excellence in your place. Um, he is the, he is the quintessential voice for bloom where you're planted. Um, and that, that will, that will produce, um, you know, great results into the future. And so, um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a homer. I admit it. I love Alabama football. I'm wearing an Alabama T-shirt and an Alabama hat even as we speak, and I'm completely convinced that they're going to beat Clemson and be uh, the national champions again. Um, but uh, I'm just enjoying these seasons. I've told my boys along the way, you know, they uh, they've grown up in an era where they uh, they don't know anything other than Alabama winning national championships, and I grew up in an era that was kind of anything but, and so. It's a lot of fun right now to be an Alabama fan, and we're just savoring it. Yeah, and I apologize right now for all those around the world who have no idea what Alabama football is. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty big thing here in the United States. Uh, SEC football is 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 pretty much a religion in the southeast of the United States, and uh, and you know, and Rick is definitely uh, one of the uh, religious among them. So, and, uh, and that's, you know what it, it does, it, you know, in all seriousness though, the, the, the value of the leadership lessons in sport, um, in team sports in particular is, is something that I talk about a lot and I do really believe in it. I coach high school girls for, uh, soccer and the, the impact you're able to have on the lives of these, of these, uh, growing, uh, humans. It's 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 really it's really amazing to, to be able to do it. if you take it seriously and if you do it really well, it can be extremely powerful. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we could talk about that. We could do a whole. I actually talked with Ryan North about you know starting a podcast uh, about about this, and uh, we'll see because he's he's got that South African accent that that neither of us have that that just. You know, it's like it's close to a British accent. Some people think it is, so it makes him sound like smarter, straight it, out, out of the shoot. 
obviously people credit him with about 10 points on his IQ just because of his accent. Absolutely. And understand Ryan's, Ryan's, an, Ryan's an incredibly smart guy. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. but the fact is that he, he sounds, um, you know, even, even more intelligent than he might be. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And it's hard to go up on his intelligence, but it, it totally does. I agree. And, and you, and you hear my accent and you immediately think, um, hey, that, that guy can't be very smart. Absolutely. So, Absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely. That's what I thought the first time I met you, but then you right. surprised me. It was great. It was good. I mean, that's the nice thing. You, know, you come out and you have nowhere to go but up, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> go back to the old thing, you know, with Jeff Foxworthy. I just own it. You know, like that's you right. don't want to, you don't want to be going into brain surgery and hear your, you know, hear your brain surgeon say, well, all we're going to do is cut the top of your head off that's and right. just poke around in there with a little stick, figure things out. That's I mean, it, it doesn't inspire confidence. That's true. And mine, mine just I'll, makes people think I'm Southern California guy and I don't care about it. So, yep. And so we got, we all have our burdens to bear <laughs> and our crosses to carry. So we have to do what we have to do. Um, all right, man. Hey, we could talk forever and people know that people that have listened to a couple episodes with us know that we could, but we're Absolutely. not going to. So we're going to, we're going to keep it shorter than it could be right now. We're going to go into the, and you know what folks, this is a preview in and of itself of this season, you know, and if you don't like this, then we're not going to do much of it. If you like it, we're going to do more of it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, we're going to, we're going to have some fun. Not that we haven't already over the course of the last few seasons, but, but we really believe that so much good comes out of just conversations that we have fun in because we can learn things from that, too. So anyway, I think that we also need to know that this work that we're doing is really hard. And it's really uh, something that we could get caught up in that and just forget that we're also doing life with each other. And we're having fun with each other. And we're enjoying this together. And when you do that, it's amazing the other doors it opens up and the other things that you learn about each other that you might not have if you didn't take that time to just laugh and just enjoy each other and who you are. And, you know, I'm even going to be I, – I told Rick the other day, I said, I've, I'm actually, a, you know, a Tide fan this weekend because I want to be able to have a good podcast recording on Monday. So <laughs> I will even do, I even found myself saying, go, I didn't, I told them I wasn't saying anything about anything rolling and I didn't. Um, but I did cheer for this, this, you know, team that I wouldn't normally have, but that's, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I can do that because he's my brother. I'm not uh, really sure what it says about me that I wouldn't have been capable of recording <laughs> this podcast. I didn't say capable. I just said it'd be much better. I just said well, you'd be much, you know, in a much better a, mood. So, I'm a rosier human being today than I would have been if, uh, if they lost. Absolutely. Sure. So, all right. So we have an, uh, a season coming up and we've already previewed it a bit by saying, you know, the big news Rick's going to be co-hosting this season. Very excited about that. Um, we'll definitely miss Karen, but you know something that Rick will bring to the table is you know is different, and it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun season. We also have some really uh, great people, as always. And and the other thing is, and this is what Rick was alluding to, we haven't recorded all the episodes for the season, so I would love to have some of your recommendations for those episodes to come to fruition. Um, but in order for that to happen, you got to make those recommendations, folks. So I really hope and pray that you do. With the first few episodes, we got Caroline, Caroline Leaf kicking off the, kicking off the season, uh, interview I was able to do with her a few months ago. Um, we got Rob Martin coming on. He's, he's a fundraising guru. He also is a guy who knows a lot about organizational health. We'll be able to talk with him about that, which is so important for us. 
Um, we got some interviews from Guatemala. We got some interviews um, with all kinds of other folks. Um, as I said, uh, Karen was able to interview a friend of hers with Salamta over in Ethiopia, a great ministry that we were able to, to train and, and work with them when I was just over there a few months ago. So we're going to be talking about that. I'm also, you know, really uh, thinking about doing some other uh, just fun things with little segments on some of those organizational health principles that we're talking about, some personality assessments, some different things that we can learn about ourselves. So there's a lot of different cool stuff that's going to be going on this season. Um, but Rick, what, what, what are you kind of looking forward to this, this, uh, this season? Man, I, I think, um, you know, some of the guests that you even talked about that we have on the slate for the, you know, for the near term are, are hitting at a, a variety of subjects that I, that I think are incredibly important. I can't, can't wait for us to delve more into this idea of the malleability of the brain and, and what that means for care for vulnerable children. Um, and it, because I, I think in a lot of ways we find ourselves using, um, you know, 19th and 20th century approaches and technology to try to deal with a problem that we know much more about in the 20th, 21st century. Um, but honestly, our practice hasn't kept up with what we know. And, and so I hope that those, you know, the interview with, with Caroline and with others, um, will, will really help to catalyze that, you know, that conversation, um, you know, uh, excited about talking about some of the practicality of ministry about things like organizational health and fundraising and delving into subjects that are, that are near and dear to my heart, but learning from some of the best of, you know, folks that are out there that are, that are truly doing it. And, and I, I think, um, just coming more and more, um, to, into confrontation with with other people's stories and learning more about the incredible richness of how God is going about accomplishing this task that we're all so passionate about um, and through the people that he's called to do it. And so I can't wait to, um, you know, to dig in and to uh, to spend more time with people that love what we love. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, Rick, even texted me the other day and said, Hey, you know, we got this plasticity of the brain conversation with Caroline Leaf. I know somebody else else as well who can talk about it and love to interview her. So he's going to be doing that. Um, you don't know exactly when that's going to come out. So I don't want to make promises it's going to be in this season, but hopefully it will be. So those are, those are some of the great things that we have coming forward, but you'll see what they are as well. We're not going to give too many secrets away, but, uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's a, it's going to be a, a great fun season. Um, with a ton, a ton of uh, information that we can all learn from. And so with that, I do hope and pray that you take all this that you've heard today, all this that you're hopefully going to go back and listen to some of these episodes, maybe that you haven't or that you have already. You can listen again. And I just pray that you take all of it and you use it to help you to know how you can love orphan and vulnerable children better and better each and every day. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed today's Think Orphan podcast. And for all the information in this week's podcast, please visit us at thinkorphan.com. You too can be part of the conversation. Send your questions to info at thinkorphan.com or join us on the Think Orphan Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next edition of Think Orphan. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.